Well, welcome to Aspen Chapel's podcast. Today we're doing the last of our Sundays about the new year. And uh, we've had uh, four Sundays so far about that. And we're looking at how we follow through on resolutions today. We're going to start with a reading from the four quartets. At the still point of the turning world, neither flesh nor fleshless, neither from nor towards. At the still point, there the dance is, but neither arrest nor movement. And do not call it fixity, where past and future are gathered, neither movement from nor towards, neither ascent nor decline, except for the point, the still point, there would be no dance, and there is only dance. I can only say there we have been, but I cannot say where. And I cannot say how long, for that is to place it in time. The inner freedom from the practical desire, the release from action and suffering, the release from the inner and the outer compulsion, yet surrounded by a sense of grace, a white light, still and moving. Erebung, without motion, concentration, without elimination, both the new world and the old made explicit, understood in the completion of its partial ecstasy, the resolution of its partial horror. Yet the enchainment of past and future, woven in the weakness of the changing body, protects mankind from heaven and damnation, where flesh cannot endure. Time past and time future allow but a little consciousness. To be conscious is not to be in time, but only in time can the moment in the rose garden, the moment in the arbor where the rain beat, the moment in the drafty church at Smokefall be remembered, involved with past and future. Only through time, time is conquered. So this is the last of our little series on beginning the year. Um, We had a series about five weeks uh, over the period of time. We began by remembering last year and things that touched us or left us. That's how we began it, right at the beginning of the year. Realising as well where we were at personally and acknowledging that all of us do face problems of one form or another. And it is no different to be facing problems. And it's all part of life that we are all pretty shambly deep down. Then we looked at the idea next of that we need to listen and follow through on our own path to God, like the shepherds did and like the kings did, different paths towards God. And then a couple of weeks ago, we looked at what was important. What, when we import it into our lives, changes us. And that tends to be what's right in front of us rather than the things we're continually worrying about. What's important tends to be the things that come to us and affect us. And today we're looking at the subject of following through. And the reason is because we always have resolutions. 
the beginning of the year, we always decide, yes, this is what I'm going to do. You used to be all giving up smoking, but we've all done that pretty much now. So the, the other resolution's not there. It's probably the gym now or, you know, keep your skiing days off, whatever it is. But then we don't follow it through. It's so difficult to follow through once you've decided to do something. And how do we follow that through? And, and the idea I'd like to, to suggest is that in following through, we always know what to do. And we have the power to do it. In following through on what we really want to have happen, we, we do know what we need to do and we have the power to do it. Now, I think, I think it's interesting when you look at thinking what you ought to do, the idea of conscience comes up, your conscience. And the word conscience comes from the Latin word consignientia, which is knowledge within oneself, a sense of right, a moral sense, being aware. It, me- it comes from the two words com, which is with or, or thoroughly, and schieri, to know. So it's to know thoroughly. The idea of conscience is to know thoroughly. And it comes from the same root as the word consciousness, which is conscieri, which is to know together. So conscience is to know thoroughly, and consciousness is to know together. So the whole idea of consciousness and conscience are very close. And there is an understandingness with conscience, an understandingness of what to do. That definition of wisdom Knowledge informed by love. Knowledge informed by love. And to a great extent, we do always know what we should be doing deep down. Our dithering is all about whether we're prepared to do it or not. It's all about whether we're prepared to do it or not. I love that quote from Richard Bach's book, Illusions. And I put a little advert for the book. Such a great book, Illusions, on your service sheet if you've not read it. He says, you're never given a wish without also given the power to make it come true. You're never given a wish without being given the power to make it come true. And so often we think we can't follow through. And it's an interesting concept, following through. What exactly are we following when we're following through? It's it's the completion of emotion. That's what the actual follow through means, the completion of emotion, the act of continuing a plan to its completion. And so it suggests the realization of a dream. We're completing something that's already out there. Jesus always said, follow me. And that follow through is the completion of something already started, following through. And so often we feel helpless in the completion of what we're doing not knowing where we can get the resources to be able to do it. We just can't do it. There's a final bit to that quote from Richard Bach. He said, you're never given a wish without being given the power to make it come true. You may have to work at it, however. You may have to work at it. So, you know, how do you do that? How do you work at it? The working for something to come true really in my view, is about the creation. If there's that wish there, it's the creation of order in our lives. It creates order when we follow through. When when we set out a path that's before us, and that path is to have something come about, what we have to do is we have to cooperate with the universe in having that happen. There's a sense of cooperation with what's going on. 
It's not about, and I think that's the key thing in having follow through happen. It is not about imposing our will. We're responding to something that's out there, something that needs to be completed. And when we respond to that, then order begins to appear in our lives. There is a sense of orderingness that comes with following through. Resources come to us. Things work in strange ways. And above all else, we discover a strange peace. And that's a signal that we are following through. A peace comes with it. That peace that passes, un- that peace that passes all understanding. They always say that there's no proof of the fact that God exists. And I think there is. You know, people say you've got to, there's no scientific facts that you can actually, you know, when they analyze it and, and all that sort of business. Now, I think that was true in the old days, but I don't think it's true anymore. You know, quantum mechanics, here we are, we're getting into quantum mechanics now. And so quantum mechanics shows us that, that actually when we do an experiment, the observer affects the experiment. You know, when they look for the particle, they realize that the observer was actually, the consciousness of the observer was affecting the experiment. So in order to truly look at things scientifically, we have to include the observer as part of the experiment. And if you include the observer as part of the experiment in terms of identifying, looking for evidence of the proof of God. For me, evidence of the proof of God is that peace that passes understanding. There is nothing that gives that peace apart from a a realization that we are not alone, a realization that there is a fundamental order in the universe, if you like to call it God, whatever you like to call it. It's that place you contact when you find that peace it gives you the evidence in your body that there is that order. Not to say that circumstances aren't always coming in on us, but within it all, there is a peace and knowledge that we're on the right path. And we're responding to our conscience and our consciousness. We are fully knowing, and all of us, all the bits of us is knowing together, and that peace comes about. Our resolution, our wish has been given to us and we've had the epiphany that we have to do something and we're being true to that. Now, I always like the idea that, you know, as we walk along, the path of life comes like a 3D pop-up towards us. Rather than us walking, the path actually arises in front of us and that almost like a, 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 you know, a pop-up book, although we have the illusion, although we have the illusion of going forward in time and space, in fact, we are that still point and time and space are moving through us. In fact, it's the process of enabling the universe to come together and form a mass of a whole when we recognize us ourselves as being the still point and life coming towards us i was with my skiing coach gary on on friday going down the mountain and he said just let the mountain come to you and let it flow past you and be that still point in your universe and cooperate with that universe in the four quartets it says at the still point of a turning world neither flesh or fleshless neither 
from nor towards, at the still point where the dance is, but neither arrest nor movement. Don't call it fixity, where past and future are gathered, neither movement from or towards, neither ascent or decline, except for the point, the still point, there would be no dance, and there is only dance. I can only say there we have been, but I cannot say where. That still point is the center of the nature of reality. That is who we essentially are, that still point. It's almost the opposite of what we expect, what we think. We think we're walking through life. And in fact, we are still and life is moving through us. And it's no wonder we can't control it. We think we can control it. When you realize life is moving through you, of course you can't control it because it's coming up. It's just coming towards us. You can't, it's happening to you. It's a bit like if you're in a train in a station and you've got a train on the next platform right there. Have you ever had that feeling when the train next to you starts to move and you can't work out whether you're moving or it's the train? And you try and, am I moving or is the train moving? And suddenly you realize that it's the other train and you're still. It's that experience. That is the experience. And you really have to get your head around it because all the way through life, it seems like we're moving through it, but actually it's, we can't control it. We can only move with it and get in line with it. Life is moving through you rather than you moving through life. And that fits with what we were saying about what's important in life. That which is important is what we import into ourselves. That which transforms us is not our worries. It's not what's in our head that transforms us, but it's what's right in front of us, the present moment, that which presents itself to us. And I think, you know, I think that's the secret behind the miracles of Jesus. It's not that he had some great power coming out of him, but that he could sense what was about to happen. He could actually see the world coalescing around him. He even says, At one point in the gospel, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. That is being the still point in the turning world. He could see the pop-up reality coming towards him. He knows that he's the still point. And in being the still power, the divine flowed through him. It says in the Tao Te Ching, number 48, In pursuit of knowledge, every day something is added. In the practice of the Tao, every day something is dropped. Less and less do you need to force things until finally you arrive at non-action, where nothing is done, nothing is left undone. When nothing is done, nothing is left undone you become the still point and it comes towards you. True mastery can be gained, it goes on to say, by letting things go their own way. It can't be gained by interfering. True mastery is by letting things go their own way. It can't be gained by interfering. In order to realize those resolutions, those decisions that we feel in ourselves, we have to gradually become actively passive. The work is the work of allowing things to come about. Look at that final week in Jesus' life. After he was kissed in Gethsemane, he took an actively passive role. 
Up till then, he seemed to be dictating things. But after that time, you can almost see the world turning around him, leading up to his resurrection. And although we have the illusion of moving through time, you can almost see the world turning around him in that moment. And for us, in time and space, it is moving through us. And that is the secret of follow-through, the secret of knowing that we will have all the resources to realize our dreams because our dreams are embedded in us and they are coming towards us. They are premonitions of what is about to happen. It's a premonition of what is about to happen. We are a part of the reality that is moving through us and therefore we have everything we need to complete our purpose, to follow through. It's, we're like, it's like an equation. Just look at it like, like an equation. Everything that side of us is one half of the equation. And everything this side of us is the other half of the equation. And for life to exist, both sides have to be in balance. And the difference between the balance of what's coming towards us and what's going on this side is what we call our experience. You know, it's coming towards, oh, fear. You know, you're not used to this. So massive fear comes up. It's it's a balancing thing to allow both sides to happen. The emotions, our feelings, even our thought to try to compensate is really just trying to balance the equation about what's coming towards us. And when one side or the other is out of balance and cannot be balanced, life ceases to exist. When the balance cannot be balanced, we die. But when we can balance, we use emotion. We use all emotion, emotion, carry you through. It it enables the balance to happen. While we're alive, there is a balance. And to know that is to know that while we're alive, everything is possible. Everything is possible. And we have the opportunity to always create that balance. The idea that there is one equation, the the resolutions we have is just an echo of something coming to us from the future. It's an echo and we're in line with that echo. Every time you work to make that balance through using your energy, your consciousness, your emotions, you're doing it on behalf of, would you believe that the whole of creation, you are balancing the whole of creation because we're all linked. We're all doing our own little bit of work in our lives to balance that. And so it is with us. What we do to affect the balance in life, the way that we reach our dreams is to be a part and to cooperate with all of creation. And that is what it is to work with God. I'm on the last couple of paragraphs, so you can relax. Notice the balance. You think, ah, there we are. That's what it is to work with God, to cooperate with a friendly universe. That's what it truly means. And when we do that, it, it will bring about within us that peace that passes all understanding. That's when the peace comes about, the knowledge of God, as we call it. But it's not really knowledge of God. It's more an awareness of our place and our action within what we call reality. To really know God is too much information for our poor brains. I'm just going to finish with a quote from Jung. No one can know what the ultimate things are. It's worth remembering that in all of this. No one can know what the ultimate things are. We must therefore take them as we experience them. We must take them as we experience them. And if such experience helps us to make life healthier, more beautiful, more complete, and more satisfactory to yourself, 
and to those you love, you may safely say, this was the grace of God. Amen. So let's just pray. And and to pray is to balance. To pray is to be part of that equation, to offer ourselves as part of that equation to something that we feel or, or know wants to be happening or wants to be said. And the urge to pray is the urge to balance, to bring ourselves into that still point. All of life is us working to the still point all the time and then allowing circumstances to come upon us as we're in that still point. And so we do pray for those that we know are suffering at the moment. We particularly pray for Bob Fisher and Connie Fisher, Bob in hospital at the moment. May you send your blessing and healing upon them. To Philip Carter, who's out of surgery, the heart operation, and to Susan, his wife. Just press your healing and love to them. To Patricia Hill. To Paula Johnson. And to Shelley Franklin, whose mother died last week. To David and Simone and the whole family. We just bless them. And we just open ourselves to those that we know in our hearts that need that grace and comfort from God. Ask your blessing upon people that we name in our hearts. We pray for safety on the mountain today. Those working ski patrol, working on the lifts, instructors, visitors, people here for the X Games. We pray your peace on our valley. In Jesus' name. Amen.